Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days Beating Cancer Daily Together. How do you speak about your cancer? There are so many different metaphors, and it seems that (laughs) there are camps of people and what terminology they use. It's fascinating that there's a huge backlash right now. When I was going through cancer treatment, Everything was about being a warrior and fighting and battling and not losing. And now that's being frowned upon. It turns out that people are more opting for experience, journey, treatment. I never even thought about that when I was going through that I was a victim or that I was a warrior. I just did it. But now I'm really understanding that that's putting a lot of pressure on people and that people are just supposed to be able to experience and process how they want. I didn't know any of this was going on. And I actually researched more about the militaristic language of cancer. And it turns out that it's attributed to President Nixon in 1971 declared the war on cancer, quote unquote. I think that part of the psychology behind adopting this war mentality was that Nixon had allocated I believe $100 million towards research on cancer. So a lot of hospitals and medical institutions started using that language as they built their fundraising and their grant requests. And that brought about all this language in the media and in healthcare organizations to adopt this kind of vernacular about going through cancer. And it really took off then. And again, in the late 90s and early 2000s, when I was going through it, that was really the language that we all used. I never even thought about it being inappropriate or too aggressive. So when you really think about it, you think about the word choices that we all used it is very militaristic. Battle, enemy, war on, fighting, winning. That is true. It was really aggressive. And look, some people might really want to adopt that and, and use all that lexicon right now, but it seems like we have the softer side of cancer happening. I'll tell you something. I don't care how you describe your cancer. I really like to focus on how you own it. 
So I try to help people with the language that they're using around their cancer in the sense of them thinking they can never heal or never find a miracle or never get well. So I'm just curious, are you aware of the language that you're using? I was very careful not to be fatalistic when I was going through. I was very careful to always keep open the possibility of a miracle, the possibility of healing. I think one of the things that I really used in my cancer experience, there goes the word experience versus battle, was (laughs) that I really thought of it comedically. I would make my mind go to funny places with my cancer. So a lot of the language that I used about being on cancer treatment, being bald, having surgeries, going through radiation, had a lot of comedic tones and undertones to it. So I think that really shifted the way people interacted with me about my cancer treatment, because I really did find the funny side of it. So for example, in my tumor humor challenge that I wrote the 31 days looking at cancer from a humorous perspective, one of the jokes that I wrote was, hey, can I get my chemo cocktail with a slice of lime and a tiny umbrella? Now, That joke I see has been riffed on a lot of times online. So people will say, hey, can I get my chemo with some little pretzels and some peanuts? A lot of that bar mentality because of chemo being called a cocktail. And now I'm watching that really spread all over the internet. So I personally, I think I told you in a prior episode, I said that in response to my chemo nurse because the way she offered me my chemo was like I was in a bar and that literally just came into my head and I said it back to her. But even like some of the words just to describe your breasts, for example, boobies, that's a funny word to me, especially writing comedy, tatas, there's the more crude word, titties, but you know, that rhymes with shh blank. So just to keep myself creative and thinking comedically, I would play around with the sounds that are in cancer words, the alliteration. Comedy comes from tragedy plus time, as Carol Burnett would say. So if I can think about what's causing me the most pain, And then I can look for the humor in it or look how outside of the cancer world that language is used. Then I can collide them together. And at that intersection or that friction, I can find a potential comedy routine or comedy thought about it. And this was a bit of my superpower. Oh, it's such a fascinating discussion. I would love to hear what you think about it. What language are you using around your cancer? Are you being militaristic? Are you being more sensitive? Are you being forgiving? 
a lot of people use very victimized language about cancer. It's done to them. It's happening to them. It's beyond their control. I always try to help people feel more in control of the things that they can control so that they feel more encouraged, that they feel more hopeful. But again, it's so individualized. Oh, I just thought of another word, bravery. There's a lot of bravery around cancer, which again goes back to this military idea. Something I find really interesting is that language around she lost her battle with cancer because a lot of people are offended by that language because it looks like they didn't try hard enough. They didn't fight hard enough. And so a lot of people want you to say about their relatives, she died from cancer because it takes away that concept of they didn't do enough to beat their cancer. They failed at cancer. So I think that's a really interesting point. So you have to be super sensitive about how you even speak about someone passing away from cancer. Now, I did read something at the Rogal Cancer Center at the University of Michigan Health, really went deep into the history of the military language of cancer. And one thing that I thought was super interesting was that they said this really isn't applied in other illnesses. When people talk about diabetes or heart issues, these military words aren't used. I really found that fascinating too. So go to comedycures.org and let me know after you observe the language that you're using, how you're using language about cancer and survivorship. And also, if you want to change that and what you want to change it to. I'm so interested in this conversation. I hope this was a good story starter for you and that you really think about it and that you share it with me. ComedyCares.org, hit the record button or the write us button and let me know. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you guys know this, but Beating Cancer Daily is a listener and donor supported podcast and community. So if you have some extra change, I'd love you to go to comedycures.org and make a donation today of whatever level is comfortable for you. And it will be tax deductible to the extent allowed by law because Comedy Cures is a nonprofit 501c3 organization founded from my chemo chair, April 1999, and we've been going strong ever since. So please consider making a donation today and help our community and this podcast thrive. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice 
or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.